Welcome to the Sneaker Podcast, a show where a bunch of guys sit around a table to talk life, lifestyle, music, and all things sneakers. So sit back, turn it up, and let's go. Hello again, this is the Sneaker Podcast. This is an extra episode called the Last Dance Review. My name is Chris Chu, and I'm hanging out with my buddies, uh, Sean Collard. Hey now. And Brian Romney. Hey guys, what's happening? What's good? Um, so uh, the, this little team here, we've already covered the first five episodes of The Last Dance. Uh all 10 episodes have already released. So to catch up, what we're doing is we're bunching up the last five episodes together. And we're just going to do a quick review of those episodes. Uh, give you some quick hits, our favorite moments. Uh, maybe uh, talk about like our feelings about what happened to Michael Jordan. Lots of feelings. Mm-hmm. Lots of feelings. Lots of feelings. Yeah, lots of feelings. Yeah, do we think we should just put five in one episode? Because not a lot happened. <laughs> not, not a lot happened. Light. Basically, yeah, the, the back half, the back half was not too eventful. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> real light. Like, why yeah. did they even produce the last five right? episodes? Right? right? They could have just right. stopped at five. <laughs> they could have showed like an old tape of game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we so we're gonna run through it uh, quickly. I think uh, broad strokes, but uh, we're just gonna mention some of the bigger moments that we saw in this. Um, are there points that points of the docu series that you guys absolutely want to cover for sure? Uh, uh, I think uh, like the first uh, like six and seven. I think it really brought out. Um, it it started that uh, phase of Michael Jordan's career where he was now being challenged. His pedestal was mm-hmm. being challenged. And I remember vividly that happening as a kid. Well, I wasn't a kid. (laughs) I was probably in my early 20s, late teens, early 20s, something like that. But I do remember it being uh, a problem in my life. Like, it was like, oh, okay, all of this stuff is coming out about gambling and... uh, Yes, I uh, remember he's hanging that out, part. golfing with shady characters, and that too. Um, <laughs> I, I, and it was I, I didn't like it, and it, but it was like at the same time, I, 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 I and when Michael Jordan really in, in the documentary was was adamant about it, it was like, listen, I, I like to gamble, and uh, that's pretty much where the story ends, <laughs> you know. So yeah. it was good to hear. It was good to hear his sort of perspective. I mean, we'd heard his perspective back in the day. It was like he went sort of media quiet for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, really wanted to make, which is the majority of his career was all about him on the court, like, and and yeah. that was made clear from all aspects of the documentary, and uh, for me, and just even the way he handled it back in the day was that it was like just like what I do on court is what I do on court. I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything illegal off the court. Yeah. So if you're gonna try to take me off this pedal pedestal, I'm gonna make sure I I do something that takes me off the pedestal, not something that you guys are making up in the media. So yeah. I think this was like a turning point and I, that seems to be the way they've sort of um, made the documentary. Like this was a turning point in, in his career in a way in terms of how he's perceived uh, off the court, which was, uh, again, for me, it was, I don't know if Brian remembers the same thing and you guys remember the same thing, remember it the same way. Like it was a, definitely a turning point in, in for how he was perceived. Yeah, for sure, for me. Um, I think... You know, per the the docu series, they added that Sam Smith, the Jordan Rules book, 
mm-hmm. to that yeah. 93 season kind of retrospective. But they were using it to kind of, like you're saying, usher in the negative publicity he was getting. Yeah. But really, that book hit right after the first championship, like end of 91, and it was kind of an issue in the 92 season. And then the gambling, there's a little bit of gambling stuff in 92, but then you're right, in 93, the other book came out about him gambling with that guy, that uh, Richard Esquinas. Yeah. Um, there's that one, and that yeah. became big. And then I think the, the, the peak of it was that Atlantic City thing in the 93 playoffs yeah. with the Knicks. Yeah. And then that seemed to really put him over the edge. And then I remember thinking uh, in that interview with Ahmad Rashad in game one of the 93 <laughs> finals, he basically says, I'm going to walk away from the game. Yeah. We, he, he, told he, us, he basically laid it out for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why were we shocked six yeah. months later when he did it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and you can and, and you can see how it drained. And sorry, Chris, maybe you want to add your, your, how, how you remember it too. But you can see how it will be so draining, especially when you're so adored for so many years, and you're like the at the peak, and you're you're now you're now you're winning championships, and oh, oh now he's won a championship or two, and now it's like okay, now we got to knock him off a few pegs. Now we got to, and you can see how that would wear on somebody. Like every instead of asking the media asking you about the game or you know how you know great that play was in the game it's now it's like so what about slim bowler like what about that guy uh you're, you're, yeah. who's this guy who are you, who are you hanging out with uh, it's like, <laughs> this dude that's being indicted yeah exactly yeah. so and he and having to stand trial and all that shit that that was uh yeah you can see how it would wear a guy down to the point where like he's he's giving his literally his heart his blood sweat and tears his heart and soul to the game and now he's got to deal with all this other crap outside the game like is it yeah. is it not enough that I'm winning you guys the, the city championships and I'm uh, you know it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just well, remember it's very interesting too as an adult sorry Chris no go for it um, it's hard to to see that as a kid because you idolize this guy and you put him on a pedestal mm-hmm. and he's thinking I'm just a guy you yeah. you think I'm a deity right. you know don't hold me to a deity standard exactly. I'm just a guy Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was kind of what his issue was with it. And anyway, yeah, no, I I I agree 100. Like we not only was he he not wanting the negative attention, he didn't really want to be seen as like that the deity that we were like kids like us were portraying him as. Like he he was right. he was a guy doing his job, and he knew he was doing his job for people like us. Like he wanted people to enjoy what he was doing. But that he didn't want to be perceived as being perfect in any way, and because uh, no one can live up to that. Yeah, and just remember in the docu series that Ahmad Rashad is talking about the interview, and he's like, <laughs> "It probably didn't help that he kept the sunglasses on." And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that too. I remember that vi- that interview vividly, and I remember thinking, "Why? Is- just take your no. glasses off, man! This isn't we- helping your choice. cause. Your choice, <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that, always that um, was an interesting season here." 93. Oh, I bet. Yeah. The Suns were Phoenix, really yeah. good. Oh, um, if, for anyone who doesn't know, I grew up in the Phoenix area and uh, it was a big buzz here. And uh, every time I'd wear a bold anything, I'd get the middle finger <laughs> from other cars, honk. You know, uh, anyway. Yeah. It would definitely, an, an enemy number one. For sure. But, it must have been a different perspective for someone living inside that, <laughs> that stuff. 
Yeah. I I was a junior in high school mm-hmm. in '93, and I can remember that the Suns were so big that you know, seeing an English class, and someone opens the door in the middle of the class and yells, "Dan Marley is running on our track," and then <laughs> shuts the door. Kids got up and just walked out and ran to the track to watch Dan Marley run around our track. Wow. What's wrong with Marley? Uh, did you go out and give him doing the middle finger? You, you went out and give him, give Marley the middle finger? <laughs> <laughs> You're not better than Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care what Jerry Krause says. <laughs> well, uh, that was the thing too, right? About this whole, this this section of the, well, it, it was a common theme throughout the entire docuseries, but anytime anybody said anything positive about an opponent, Michael Jordan was going to go out and prove you wrong. <laughs> So Jerry Krause right. saying that Mike, that Dan Marley was a, a great defender, like Michael's like, yeah, okay, you can say that. You can yeah. think that. I'm going to go yeah. out and show you why he's not. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so basically I think this whole part of the docuseries, they try to show that there is a chink in his armor, mm-hmm. but it's not on the court, right? Right. Seemingly he's so perfect on the court that the only way that they can try to take him down is off the court right right and i think uh there's been a lot of talk about you know off of or in social media and stuff about how people are taking hits from the doc like players were you know horace grant was taking a hit scotty pippen's mm-hmm. taking a hit and uh, people were saying you know horace grant is uh michael jordan threw horace grant under the under the bus and was you know kind of stabbed him in the back kind of thing and it's like listen this was from michael jordan's perspective and you know what several of the teammates said the same thing where Horace Grant was close friends with uh, Stan, uh, Stan Sam Smith. <laughs> Sam Smith. Ooh, I got Adidas on the brain. Uh, with uh, Sam Smith. And uh, so it was kind of co- easy to draw those lines between, okay, he's hanging out with Sam Smith. All of a sudden, all this inside information is being leaked in this book. But Horace Grant, back, you know, he, he defended himself. He said, I had nothing to do with it. I didn't divulge mm-hmm. anything. There were a lot of people, and even B.J. Armstrong said it could have been more than just Horace Grant. It could have been uh, the, the, the the management. It could have been other players. It could have been a, lot, a bunch of people. So <clears throat> I just, it's it's weird to see, like, like you're, because I've, now I've rewatched every episode like several times. And there's a lot of people who are sort of on that bubble of not really a Michael Jordan fan, like uh, respect them and, uh, but don't aren't like a, like a fanatics like Mike like Brian and I are, and they're looking to pick apart even now are looking to pick apart things about Michael Jordan's character, and oh Michael Jordan threw him under the bus and Michael Jordan threw that mm. guy under the bus and Michael Jordan was it wasn't it was spun in a way that Scottie Pippen's not happy and, and yeah. um it, it's it's weird to see like even now that stuff is still happening twenty <laughs> something years later. Well, it it also it's not only like. Uh, today's social media that's showing yeah. people that aren't on board with Michael sure. Jordan. It also kind of show, well, I get the sense that some of his teammates were were like, yeah, he's the greatest player there, but he was like, I was, I'm not like super Team Jordan, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, well, Because they you experienced know. him as a teammate and the, the horrible side of him as a teammate was being, yeah. you know, this tyrant who was demanding you be perf- per- as perfect as he was. But um, I like how um, everyone. There's not one person that's going off. Yes. In either yeah. way, yeah. like they're very. This is what happened. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's just how it happened. Yeah, this like, is how I this is how this was my yeah, this experience is how I saw with it. it. That was yeah. it. Yeah, and that's the same thing with Michael Jordan. He was saying the same thing. This is how I thought back then. This is it. Yeah, it's, but it's it's weird to see everybody like sort of spinning it like, oh, Michael Jordan was a prick. He was nah. a prick. He absolutely was a prick and a yeah. tyrant. But he was doing what he felt he needed to win. Anyway, but so, just to, just that to say that Horace Grant. You know, I brought that up just because. Horace Grant was interviewed about this particular, you know, the Sam Smith book, The Jordan Rules. And it's like he did get his side of his his point of view across and he did get his side of the things across. So um, you can't say it wasn't. It was just all a hit piece on well, Horace the, Grant. The, or, the, the thing is, Michael said Horace Grant. <laughs> yeah, I go. He, exactly. He said, he he said his it. name. Yeah. Yeah. But the way he said it, it wasn't. So the way I see it is Michael Jordan's like Horace Grant said it. Yeah. But he didn't see. It was not like in an accusational tone. No. It was just like matter of factly, uh, Horace Grant is the one that uh, yeah. you know yeah. gave the info, and that's it. He, it doesn't seem like he's holding a grudge of any no. way. No, you no, know? no. So yeah. in any case, exactly. Uh, they then do talk about a crushing moment. I don't. I want to find out how you guys mm. uh, saw this, um, the passing of Jordan's yeah. dad. Right. So that happened. It kind of all happened all, it, all at once mm-hmm. in my mind when when I lived through it, like the whole gambling yeah. stuff. Because it back then there was no social media. Mm-hmm. You'd get the news from the news or from the newspapers. Yeah, right, exactly. And or entertainment tonight. Seemed to, <laughs> <laughs> everything Random. seemed to hit like boom, like yeah, that. It was all time. around the all around the same time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I remember it. And. uh I, I remember it was just all very weird. It was like all of a sudden there's gambling and all of a sudden yeah. his dad's dead. And and then, yeah, it was it was what was bizarre or not bizarre to me. But what I, I don't I don't I didn't remember that his his dad had been missing for like three weeks. They've been looking for him for yeah. three weeks. For me, it felt like a maybe just because of how you heard the news. But it seemed like just a few days he was missing and then they found him. But he was missing for three weeks. Um, so that was yeah. kind of surprising to me. And then. Um, yeah, just shocking. I remember feeling like, "What? No, his dad was murdered? What?" Yeah, um, that was weird. Yeah, I didn't know how to react to that. Mm-hmm. How about you, Brian? Do you remember yeah. that? I mean, obviously, obviously, you remember it. Definitely, it but... It's definitely surreal. Um, and I remember I was with a friend, staying with a friend in Utah over the summer for a couple of weeks, and we were in his car, and we heard it on the radio mm-hmm. that they found him, and that he was officially. <laughs> dead right yeah um yeah and same like what does this mean um not not necessarily like they were talking about did jordan have anything to do with it but like what does this mean for jordan and yeah what's gonna happen and how's this gonna affect him playing next year all that stuff yeah obviously very short-sighted um in what actually happened obviously yeah but yeah, and then it then it took a really ugly turn, as they pointed out in the docu series that uh, the media started speculating that his it yeah. was his gambling, it was something sort of settling Dude. a gambling debt or something, or and you can't I can't even imagine uh, like you're dealing with your father be having been murdered in some sort of trad well it's all any murder is tragic but uh is your dad's been murdered and now you're somehow being blamed for it because of some gambling that you've done with oh yeah it's like yeah. i i can't imagine having to go through that and then having to deal with all that other crap on the side as well with the it's media. crazy the media yeah, it was yeah. really gross it was and it I was know. gross but it was gross that was also the the 
the middle of um, National Enquirer and all that gotcha yes. journalism. Yeah. So. Yeah, that you know, was the that internet was wasn't it, a thing. Yeah, there was no clickbait. So, that, you know, gross journalism was kind of in vogue or whatever. Yeah, it was those papers exactly. Like the yeah, the National Enquirer was a big one back in the '90s, and that was definitely something that you'd see on that paper. But it, was, it made its way to the mainstream too. So, yeah, um, that was really shitty because everybody was. It's like, oh well, yeah, of course he's got this gambling problem. He's he's going to court for these guys and uh, because he's uh, gambling with these low lives and. Oh, of course. He he must owe money to somebody, and that's why they they settled the the score. Yeah. It's like, oh man, like I remember being so bummed out about the whole thing. And uh, I mean, there's people to to this day that if you ask them, you know, they'll say, yeah, yeah, it's all had something to do with it. Even after the docu series, it's like, oh yeah, I had something to do with that for sure. Yeah, that's it so weird. Uh, and the, well, shortly after, I think he goes through his uh, retirement announcement mm-hmm. and everything. And the funny, not the funny thing, but the weird thing. Uh, I get is then the media goes, but why are you retiring? I go, why do you think, <laughs> motherfucker? <Exactly>. Like, you, <laughs> first of all, you guys are talking shit about me twenty four seven, and then my dad dies, and you want to talk more shit about yeah. me? And of course, I'm sick and tired. Look, I already won these champion this championship. Why do you think I want to? Yeah, like keep going. Yeah, you what what are, more do I? Oh, I have nothing more to prove. You guys yeah. are hammering away at me. Con- Even before his dad died, he his dad he's like I'm I'm going like I said before, he's, he went to that media silence thing where he wasn't talking to media at all. And so yeah. his dad said like let me handle some of the media. Let me like speak on your behalf and, and sometimes. So he did. And so and then his dad's murdered and it's like you're you think okay, now they're not going to They'll let they'll lay off a little bit. No, they went they doubled down and they went after yeah. him about about his dad dying and maybe it's his fault. It's like holy crap. Yeah, it was crazy weird. craziness. Yeah, and and on top of that, just won a friggin' third championship in a row. The first, what yeah. the third team in history to do a threepeat. Um, right. So like I don't know how he went out and performed at the level he performed dealing with all what uh, what he was dealing with at the time. It's just a testament to how you know his work ethic and his dedication because. I mean, the average guy would have just crumbled <laughs> with all the pressure he was he was put under. Yeah, like to have him <laughs> explain himself every step that imagine every step every decision you make having to explain yourself exactly. Yeah, even when it's you know sometimes it, the answer could be obvious or sometimes it could be like well clearly something huge just happened in this guy's life. Let's give him like some space. Yeah. And the wow. other the other thing, and so then he retires, yeah. And then then the other speculation was, oh well, this oh, was yeah. this was a an eighteen month suspension, secret suspension, <laughs> yeah, yeah, by uh, David Stern. Yeah, you know, it's like again, it, I remember thinking that was ridiculous back then, and so to hear them ask yeah, so David Stern yeah. point blank, like, so this was not a secret suspension. Yeah. Of course it wasn't. He goes, no, it was how the hell would I? Yeah. I'm gonna, and even the people, the, you know, other commentators were saying they're gonna, he, they're gonna allow David Stern's gonna remove his highest, you know, his biggest, uh, whatever. Go ahead. Biggest earning player, yeah, yeah. in the uh, biggest earning city, yeah. And removing him would affect the the gross revenue of all teams, the, in, the entire league, in the NBA, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're gonna bench him. With a secret suspension and no one finds out about this. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, nothing exactly. leaks. Right. Yeah, okay, and nothing sure. ever leaked. And yeah. Uh, yeah, suspend him for what exactly? For gambling? Yeah. He did not. He never did anything wrong. So, and there was another or illegal. I remember he was like, uh, "Oh, that that theory." 
it's it's bullshit. Can, can you <laughs> that, use that? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's bullshit. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, great. This yeah. is perfect. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. And I remember uh, there was one guy too. I, I, I keep forgetting. I want to jot down his name, but I forget the guy, the interview with the glasses. He seemed to be around Jordan a lot. White guy, blonde hair. Anyway. He, yeah. The author. Yeah. He yeah he's rare. Another... Rare air or something. Right. Yes. So he says that before the dream team even happened, Michael Jordan said, I'm going to shock the world. Mm-hmm, and I'm right. gonna I'm gonna quit I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna play baseball, and the guy's like what? And he's like, when are you gonna do it? He's like, I do it now, but I got this whole dream team thing, and then I I wanted I also yeah. want to beat Larry and Magic and win a three in a row, so exactly. I gotta do that, and then I'm gonna retire and play baseball. <laughs> magic. So he called. <laughs> How it crazy is it? Yeah. To just like matter of factly go, I gotta win three in a row. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a foregone thing. Exactly. I'm just gonna go do that real quick. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the baseball era begins for Michael Jordan. Which, How, by the way, yeah, Chris, he, you, you just said he has to explain himself at every turn. Yeah. So then he goes, "Why don't I just play baseball?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody will question this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every single day. Everything. Every, yeah. Oh my gosh. So how did how did you go? So first of all, the guy retires. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both your, both your worlds crush. basically, oh. yeah, right, crush. yeah, crushed. Mm. But I do now. Maybe uh, this is revisionist history on my part, but I do remember not feeling like it's over. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because in his in his retirement speech, he said he's leaving the door open to maybe he want he'll want to come back in a yeah. couple years. He'll never say never. So maybe I felt like uh, it wasn't Hope. fully over, and the fact that he was playing baseball, so he's still. Like in the media, he was still like around, you know what I mean? So it didn't yeah. feel, even though I was devastated he wasn't playing ball anymore, it didn't feel like he was gone completely. Like he wasn't, it wasn't finite for me. Yeah. You feel, how'd you feel, Brian? Oh, man. I don't know if I felt <laughs> like that. Um, I, so I'm, I was pretty artistic as a kid. So I remember I would always have these extra credit projects that I did that got good grades. So I had these kids that would offer me stuff to help them do theirs. So I was at this girl's house helping her with her extra credit project. And we're listening to the radio and someone says, Jordan's retiring. Project was not done. I dropped the pen and I walked out of her house without saying a word to go home and like just mourn. The next day she's like, what happened to you? And I was like, I don't even want to talk to you. Oh my gosh. I was like, yeah, devastated. See, I'm so um, I'm so bad at remembering specific details about specific times in my life, but you're that's amazing that that was oh something that you, you just that walked out the me. girl's house. I, crushed me. And yeah. then the next day was our senior year picture. Like we were all at the football field as a class taking like that picture yeah. together. Yeah. And I took my Jordan jersey and I'm in the very back of the top holding it up. And the guy keeps yelling, put that Jordan jersey down. <laughs> put the jersey down. Because <laughs> I was just like mourning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I definitely I, I definitely remember feeling awful about it. But then as as the like the weeks and months went on, I felt like I, I, like I was saying before, I felt like, I don't know, it didn't feel like it was over yet. So I, I don't know. It was, yeah. it was a weird sort of limbo time for me. And again, maybe I'm remembering it this way because he did come back. So uh, like I, I'm remembering it as okay. It, w- it wasn't a finite thing, so I yeah. don't know. But it, yeah, I, I, 
I uh, I did not think he was ever going to come back. Mm. The baseball thing was like a very nice consolation prize. I wasn't a huge baseball fan, yeah. but I kind of embraced it because I loved him so much. Yeah, and would watch whatever I could get my hands on and hope that he would do well. Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember feeling like. Um... Like why is he why is he playing baseball like why why is he doing that I like like you though I I devoured whatever I could about it but I was I was definitely not feeling like he should be doing that at this time like but whatever it was and now but in retrospect when you watch uh, Jordan rides the bus the other thirty for thirty documentary uh, you know and you see even in in this docu series they talk about his baseball days and how he applied the exact same work ethic to baseball that he did with basketball. And how they were all convinced that had he had another, I think Terry Francona at one point says, if he had another fifteen hundred at bats, yeah, he would have made the major leagues because he was getting it. He was working it. His work ethic was so strong, and he was so dedicated that he was becoming the a a professional baseball player. As they kind of watched him as the weeks went on, it was, it was so. And for you know, Sports Illustrated wrote that that piece about how he's embarrassing baseball and all that stuff. And I think the guy who actually wrote the article. a, sort of apologized and, and Jordan rides the bus uh, recanted. saying he recanted it. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he said, you know, I, I looking back, he really, he wasn't, he, he, you would, you would wish every baseball player would have be that dedicated and to the craft. And, <laughs> and then you're not, you're not feeling yeah. that Chris. <laughs> I don't feel his. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm taking it back, but you already put it out there. So yeah. whatever. Well, he also, but he <laughs> so, also did say that he, he had written a different version of that article and sports of the, the editor's, refused it and right. then they accepted right. this one sure. um and i will say <laughs> that summer of 94 when they had that last game at chicago stadium at that pippin charity game which they didn't cover in the docuseries yeah that really kind of sparked mm-hmm. and you know that maybe he would come back and that kind of hope and then it was like six weeks later they had the, the jersey retirement and the statue unveiling and then it felt very final. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no way he's ever coming back now after the jersey goes up. Yeah, and then they had the, uh, was it uh, like a comedy salute to Michael Jordan with like Billy Crystal hosting it. And there was like a whole, there was like a farewell thing. Every every other week there seemed to be like a farewell, some sort of celebration. So, yeah, right. I, I do remember that feeling shitty. But again, he was still in the media. Like when he retired in 98, uh and we'll get obviously get to that later. It felt more finite. Obviously, it's because it was he had just won a, a second three peat, and so it's like, what? He's not going to come back and win a four, a third three peat. <laughs> but right. uh, I, I again, I, I, I'm probably rewriting this in my own mind that it didn't feel finite. I probably felt finite for me at the time. It's just knowing what ended up happening. I'm probably saying it didn't feel like that. But um, right, yeah, it's it's just it was a weird time. It was definitely weird. I was definitely sad. Um, but the baseball thing, I remember thinking it was it was it was I, I didn't like it. I, I remember thinking it was uh, he shouldn't have done it. But uh, again, and looking back and seeing you know how hard he worked at it, it was uh, it was it was good for him. It's something I'm he not, needed, obviously. I'm not in 100%. reality, we probably don't get the last three championships. Yeah. What are you saying, Chris? That. I'm not 100 percent that he was that good. <laughs> oh, he wasn't good. He wasn't no, good. No, no. No, but like the, I'm thinking, oh well, he's getting a pass because he's Michael Jordan, and I, I and back then I didn't even realize that. Oh yeah, Reinsdorf owns 
the Chicago White oh, Sox sure. as well. So like, but I don't, oh I don't no, there's no question either. There's because there, go ahead. Sorry. They even said that he should have gone to rookie or single A ball. Yes. Yeah. Based on his skills, but they didn't have the media capacity or the the facilities for the media. Right. Right. So yeah. we had to go to double A. They bumped him to double so A. So in reality, he's hitting two oh two in double A, which and he probably 50, shouldn't have been able RBIs. to do. Yeah. Right. And but, then I and I think really like that one guy said that everyone started throwing him breaking balls because they knew they'd get him out on those breaking balls. Yeah. And he was so damn competitive, he was gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit those breaking balls. Yeah. Which is the wrong yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, approach to have. Right. So I think if you take that part out and take the last half of that season, I mean, that's, I think it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I think pitchers were throw like it's, it's okay, a better story to say now, that now now that now you're you're touching upon sort of a conspiracy theory. No, 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 no. It's not <laughs> that cons- the pitchers were like throwing up junk. What I'm thinking, it's <laughs> it's documented in Space Jam. <laughs> the catcher's giving him the singles, man. Just like uh, the spaceship entry. Yeah, yeah that was right documented that. in Space Jam. That's right. Um, no one okay. was surprised by the spaceship. Dropping Jordan off <laughs> yeah, that was the a... stadium. No, no, that's, that's yeah, not, made, that's made, not made weird. total sense. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about uh, the time, like the Bulls without Jordan during those one and a half seasons? Yeah, how Pippin, but like, the docu series focuses on the moment when Pippin sat out on that last second play versus yeah, the, yeah, uh, that was I I'd almost forgotten that that part. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess some sort of, some stuff you block out, right? So I guess, yeah, the fact that he they they drew up a play in that last in that game, and uh, they wanted they were going to get the ball to Kukoc because it was a play they had run many times, and Kukoc himself said I had hit hit a lot of last second shots that season. Yeah, and uh, Pippen refuses to go back in the game. That was yeah. uh, weird choice. That was tough to watch. It was tough, to, and he, you as Phil Jackson is sort of commentating it or, or giving you his side. Like I went, I walked over to Scotty and said, "Are you in? Or are you out?" And you can see him say they're showing video of him actually doing that. And Pippen's like, just like shaking his head and feels like fuck him and pulls that other guy in, a no name guy in, Pete Myers. Pete Myers, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then to see Pippen and but the thing that got me too was seeing Cartwright screaming in Pippen's mm. ear on the bench. And then to hear what happened in the locker room after the fact. And so, yeah. you know. To, oh, my God. Oof. And to say, you know, um, luckily, Kukoc does hit the, the winning shot. Yes. But to hear what happened after the fact in the locker room was something else. Yeah. Have you guys seen the doc, the the series Love and ba- or Basketball, a Love Story on ESPN Plus? It's kind of a companion to the book. I can't remember if I've watched. I don't think I have. Anyway, actually. there's a bunch of good episodes on there okay. and one of them is about phil jackson and they touched specifically on that okay and they talked about bill crying and huh. how rough it was in that locker room after. yeah yeah so um, bill gives a long impassioned speech about uh you know how he let the scotty let, let the team down and you can't do that and everybody was apparently emotional and uh yeah. pippen was crying and they apologized and and isn't it like, weird that he says I would do it the same way. I that, no, that, he says, yeah. no, he, he says, says I regret that. it, but I wouldn't change anything. No, no, no. He yes. says he would change it. No, he doesn't. I oh, just, no. I just he watched it. it. 
He I says, I regret you. He says he would have made a different okay. decision. Okay. We will like Jordan. Yeah. We're going to bet now. <laughs> All right. $57,000. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he says, I, I, it was a bad time. It was a bad, uh-huh. one of the things I regret doing. Yeah. And he says, but if I had to go back, I wouldn't change it. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. Oh, he yes, says yes, he yes. would change it because two I was to surprised. one here, my friend. Two to one here. Brian and I heard I was that surprised way. he said he, w- he was going that way, but then he, he actually says, no, I would have done it differently. Not, no. Not, not, not. Yeah. No. Okay. We're going to put a pin but, in this. <laughs> put a what, pin I think, what I think he meant was I wouldn't change it because of what it did for us as a team right. or whatever they grew from it after. Maybe. You have but to be generous. say it the right way. <laughs> right. And so everyone... Like what the hell are you talking? Why are you? Yeah, yeah. Because my my it, wife, so? my wife, actually, my wife happened to be like sitting at the dining room table while I'm watching this because I was re- rewatched it last night that episode, and she's like, "Why did he say that? Why would he say that he's he would he wouldn't change it?" <laughs> right. So, so okay. How about we'll put well, it in? Yes, but to uh, be apparently, <laughs> as a result of this big meeting. Yeah. Pippin goes buck wild in this game, yeah. and then he does the iconic dunk oh, yes. on Pip on Ewing, <laughs> the shove. Oh, he sure did. That was so dunk. good. That was, that was so awesome. Good. And, and they rated ten dunks. They rated that dunk like one of the oh. the top in game, like most oh, yeah. savage dunks. Oh yeah, it, it you, is. You agree? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 def- yeah. savage is a great word for it. Definitely yeah. a, a crazy monster dunk. And I think it's actually Pete Myers' career highlight. Bounce passing right, like <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just just in in general that season they did well the Bulls, you know. For you know, but again, it's like I wish I I I don't wish that because it it is what it is. But I I it, it to see them not do it without MJ, it's like you know that's another chip on Scotty's shoulders. It's like I couldn't do it without Michael Jordan. Ah man. Well, and there was that phantom foul. Yeah. Was- you know, potential that they maybe they should have been in the final. Right. I don't know. Yeah, but I, listen, they did. They I had a great season. No, I, 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 I didn't watch much of that season either. No, I didn't. I was too heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. yeah. Go ahead. Chris. Sorry, I, I I quickly viewed the 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 part where are you going to retract your statement now? I'm going to retract my <laughs> statement. He said it. He said it in a weird way, but I I recognize I was I was wrong. <laughs> I heard it with my heart, maybe, and I wanted <laughs> right. him to say something different. <laughs> right. There you go. He just said... Don't question your elders. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, here, I'll read it. I have subtitles. That's why. It's one of those incidents where I wish it never happened. And he goes, uh, if I had to... What is it? But if I had a chance to do it over again, I probably wouldn't change it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I probably heard so him there. in with a cough uh, up the money, ex- fifty-seven grand. Right? on that. <laughs> I didn't think he was that uh, loopy. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but that's the thing too is now that now in the in the media, people are saying Scotty got didn't get a fair shake, and, and people are again it's oh sources close to Scotty Pippen say he's not happy. He's livid, which I don't know. I I wouldn't put too much you know uh, take that take that with a pound of salt, not even a grain of salt, but. Uh, it's that thing like you what you did these things this is what this was a major thing that happened in the the course of the <laughs> Chicago Bulls dynasty you were decided to sit yourself on the bench instead of going in the game because you yeah. were pouting that the last play was going to go to Tony Kukoc. Kukoc and I get I get the ego I get it he is the man now he's he's led the team 
that season and he he became you know and I, the funniest thing though too is if i can just backtrack a second is when they said how was the how was that season for you and the pippin's like great there was no more no one was scared to play <laughs> like no one was <laughs> no one was scared to get yelled at anymore and yeah. And they really said that Pippen was more, he led by sort of like, he put your arm around you and, you know, say, come on, we're going to get through this. He was like more of a motivator than a, in a, a, an agitator, I guess. But I, you, can, you can see that that would sort of like, you have to, they have to talk about that because that was a major thing. And so for, and if in fact he is, uh, at, you know, upset about how he's portrayed in it, well, these are major things that you did and maybe mistakes you made and it had to be pointed out. And just like Jordan's mistakes yeah. were pointed out. And clearly, he even <laughs> when the interviewer asked him, he has a chance to say, well, "Yeah, I could have. Yeah. I wish it would have gone differently." Yeah. But as I said before, he says, "I wouldn't change anything." <laughs> <laughs> so he he didn't. Thanks for retract. clarifying that. <laughs> he didn't retract. <laughs> he did know? retract. He doubled down on it. He doubled down. Yeah. And like Brian saying, maybe his intent was to say, "Because look at what." You know, we yeah, yeah, yeah. I, maybe what, they cut out that. They part. became stronger as a team. <laughs> edit, I guess. Yeah, they cut that part out. Exactly. They edited it wrong. Exactly. Um, I just can't think of any other reason why he would. Yeah. No. 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 There's no other reason that. unless the. Uh, no. No. I made the right decision. Blah, yeah. blah. Look, co-coach hit the shot. I made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> um. So was, that was. I was a diversion on the bench. That's right. So, as I look back, episode seven was kind of. For me, was uh, up and down. I didn't like parts of that uh, the the part seven, but when they get to the, the locker room talk and Ooh, everything, yeah. and then they talk about how much of an asshole Jordan is, yeah. and how much of a toll it takes on him, and then just the the last minute of mm-hmm. that Three part, oh, Jordan is yeah. just talking to the interviewer, yeah. And if you guys are right, I I kind of wrote down Go what ahead. he said. He was like, uh. He's basically talking about like uh, teammates saying he, well, in the end, he never asked me to do anything that he didn't fucking do. Yeah. Right. And uh, he wasn't really a nice guy. He might have been a tyrant. He goes, that's maybe that that's maybe you. Uh, that's you. He goes, maybe you never won anything. He goes, <laughs> Jordan goes, I wanted to win, but I wanted them to be a part of it, too. And then he gets choked up. Very right? emotional about it. Yeah. 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 And he goes. I don't have to do this. I'm only doing it because it's who I am. That's how I play the game. That was my mentality. If you want to play that way, don't play that way. Mm-hmm. And then break. He's, yeah, and break. He's break. Yeah. And he gets up and he's choked up throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. So even though part seven wasn't had part like wasn't the, the funnest part for me during the whole docuseries, yeah. that last minute. Yeah. Right after I texted Sean right away and I was like, dude, (laughs) dude. I hadn't watched it yet. And you're like, episode seven. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) That was totally incredible. I even said to my son who's sitting there, I'm like, oh my gosh, we've never seen this. No. He doesn't understand. Mm. And he's like, why? And I said, these guys never apologize for anything. Mm -hmm. They don't care who second guesses them. They're going to do anything they want, the way they want, and never going to apologize, especially this guy. Yeah. And now he's getting choked up thinking about all the stuff he had to do to get people on his level and whether or not it, it was a right it was a perception yeah. of him yeah. being a, a bad guy or 
yeah. or a tyrant or whatever. I, I was shocked. And I think because before happened. we even saw the documentary, I think he was, he, you know, Michael Jordan, it was out in the media that Michael Jordan was worried about how people were going to perceive him after watching mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the, the docuseries. And I think that's probably what he was referring to, which is that obvious, obviously it was that whole, the way he treated his teammates and stuff, but probably even that part of, or that, that moment in this docuseries where he gets choked up about talking about it, even talking about how he's, he, he, you know, was maybe worried about how they, he treated them. I, I don't know if he was worried about how he treated them, but how they perceived him. And he just like, this is just how I was. It's sort of like it's in his DNA. This is how I was built. This is how I thought I, I needed to be in order to win the championships. And uh, to see him that emotional, like Brian said, I've never seen that before. And it's, there's a few, there's several moments in the whole thing that I've never seen him before. Even that, that first episode where you, he showed, they talk about the, the Chicago Bulls traveling cocaine circus. Yeah. And Jordan belly laughs. Like yeah. I've I've never heard a, a genuine laugh from Michael Jordan. And I just saw an interview with the director who asked them that question and where and got that reaction out of him or all the reactions out of him. And he said he, as a fan, had never even heard that because we, he's Jordan. His whole career was so guarded, and so you know I'm all about what's on on court. That you never saw that side of him. You never saw if he laughed. It was like. He was being interviewed, so it was like he, he mm-hmm. had that persona on. He had his yeah. the Michael Jordan. But to see him let loose and just be open and to get emotional and to laugh, it was it was. Uh, I've said it before, but this is that probably is my favorite part of the whole thing. Maybe we didn't learn a For ton sure. of new stuff, but that was my favorite part was just to see him as a real human being and letting actual emotions out. I heard that that the director said that was in the first 45 minutes yeah. of them doing anything the first inter- first time ever interviewing michael jordan 45 minutes in that moment happened where he's getting choked up break you know we took a break yeah. because i went to his bathroom and just like sat in there like Holy what the hell crap <laughs> if this yeah. is how it's starting what the hell how is this yeah. going to go and he yeah. was like well man we've got we've got a documentary here yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so know, great but like if if he's worried about being perceived like as an asshole or anything, just that one minute of him going in right. to like his own head and telling us exactly how he feels. I'm, I'm as a fan, like, and I'm not like a huge MJ fan. I'm just like a basketball fan or whatever. Yeah. And just hearing a player say that, I'm like, fuck, I'm with you, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yes. Like, I'm, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's play. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, the guy I thought that was the most genuine, not that I thought anyone was, you know, lying or protecting, but I thought Will Purdue was the most genuine because mm-hmm. yeah. he had nothing to lose. He had nothing yeah. to gain, but cause he was even like, yeah, Jordan was hard. He, he, he crossed the line is what he said multiple yeah. times. And he said, but in the end, look what he did for us. Yeah. I mean, he was a heck of a teammate. You're interviewing me. (laughs) (laughs) You know who Ripper Do is. Right. Exactly. 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 But, you know, some of the guys were very apologetic and, you know, you can tell, you know, they, they're a little guarded and they don't want to make sure they don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Purdue was very straightforward. Purdue was very honest. Yeah. And I, I really like that. It was pretty much like, yeah, I don't like Michael Jordan as a person, but look what he did for me and for us. And, you know, I thought that was the, probably the ultimate compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he definitely the most uh, open about how he felt about MJ and uh, 
Yeah, I'm calling him a bully and all that stuff. And but in the end, he was a like you said. He he said Michael Jordan was the greatest teammate because look what he got for yeah. us or help yeah. us achieve. So uh, can I just bring I up think... the Le- LeBradford Smith for a second? Yeah. So actually, this is what we're gonna do because I think the most dramatic shit in his in his career happened. Like we all we kind of covered it, like uh, the baseball, the break, and now he comes back and it's like the way the docu series is set up is great because they they go past pre- uh, sorry past uh future let's say which yeah. is the actual 97 98 yeah. uh, series so past present past present but they keep jumping back right. and forth back and forth until uh the past actually catches up with the present right right, right? so they go through cool. championship 1 2 3 4 5 until they get to beginning of 6 which yeah. is what the whole docu series is about but uh, so they get through all the drama, and now they're basically in the six, right? They're going through uh, season, like the last dance, right? The last yeah. season, and so if we can each mention one, I don't know, series or game or game moment that you like. So Sean, I think you wanted to talk about LeBradford. Well, it was it was yeah that wasn't it was just because the story that was told and I, I think it's yeah. more of the theme that was we've we've uh, <laughs> we've witnessed throughout the entire docu series and that was Michael Jordan would use anything to gain a competitive advantage over somebody. So he yeah. even so to the point where he was fabricating stuff in his own mind to create some sort of. Um, uh, not a goal, edge. but like edge exactly. So there's a story that is told in this in part of the series where it was a game against, uh, is it Miami, Washington, Washington, Washington yeah, of course. They're playing LeBradford <laughs> Smith. LeBradford Smith is a nobody and has a, an incredible game. It scores 37 yep. points, and the yep. story goes that on his way out, tapped Michael Jordan on the shoulder and said, "Good game, Mike," because Michael Jordan apparently didn't have that great of a game. For mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, and so Michael said. <laughs> apparently, Michael said, "Okay." Uh, he told his team, "Is I'm gonna I'm gonna drop in the first half what this guy had, what this, what this kid had in the entire game to and the next because they were playing back to back games against them." Yeah. So now they're playing. So Michael Jordan drops 36 points in the first half of the next game against them. <laughs> And again, just just to, to the fact that he can say that and actually go out and do it. I mean, he didn't get thirty-seven points; he got thirty-six. Mm-hmm. Having said that, it's pretty insane that he was able to do that. But then, the the the, the funniest part of the story was that someone later asked him, "Hey, that LeBradford Smith story? Did he really was that is that true?" And and Michael Jordan's like, "No, I made that up. Like he he did go out and drop thirty-six in, in the first half yeah. of the next game." But LeBradford Smith never said anything to Michael Jordan. Yeah, it was just he made part. it up in his own head so that he would have that, I got to get this guy. I got to get this guy. It's it's just crazy to think that that competitiveness exists in any human being, that you you create something just so you can go out and go, I got to crush this guy, you know? I wish I had to, any any an ounce of that when I was playing. To be Just to add on, the the it's not remarkable that he scored thirty six and a half. It's that he said he was. Yes, do it. exactly. He, he right? called it. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I am going to score what this kid had in the, in the entire game. Yeah. in the first half of the next game, and he went out and almost almost did it. Just about did it. Crazy. Yeah. Brian, do you have like a series or a game moment that they mentioned in the series that you liked a lot? Um, not that I can think about the top of my head, but 
maybe I can go a little off book real quick. So just so anyone who doesn't know, I uh, served a, an LDS Mormon mission that started in November 94. So I missed the comeback oh. and I missed the entire 96 season. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, because the way it worked then uh, to stay focused and stay on task it was, you were not to watch TV or read magazines or listen to music just stay focused Right. so I missed it all uh, so the 97th season was the first season I saw the full Jordan comeback season and I wish they would have touched on this just because of, based on what you just said Sean the it was one of the series in 97 against the heat and Lonzo morning was talking a lot of trash. Mm-hmm. And then you remember he elbowed Scotty in the head. Yeah. And gave him that big goose the egg. Giant on knot. Head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crazy. And MJ got pissed. Yeah. And they put them away real quick. Yeah. yeah. I wish they would have touched, touched on that based on kind of the theme, the overarching yeah. theme of this whole so basically what you're theory. saying is you're not that big of a michael jordan fan because you you actually left and went and did your, your mormon mission because <laughs> after yeah, you were no, a true no, michael fair. jordan fan you totally would have said fair. listen i got things to do right now michael jordan's playing right <laughs> i did pick up at least two or three pairs of shoes on my mission that right helped. well you got your concords then right i got concords and i got the 95 air jordan one <laughs> retros and air jordan two retros very good I just I remember. I, I remember. Uh, I'll fill you in on what happened in case you hadn't heard. But Michael, when Michael Michael Jordan actually did come back, uh, and oh okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. No, I, he won the you have, do you have any proof of that? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he won oh, I, right away, I, right? First of all, you guys at home can't see what's going on right now, but Chris just went and put on a jersey, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I might have to quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, oh my so, why do you even own that? Uh, yeah, he's he's that kind of guy. That's how, that's that's why he owns it. Uh, so I'll I'm not gonna I, we'll get into it in a second, but I'll just I'll just say from my experience, watch hearing that he was coming back, and uh, you you heard the rumors, and you heard that it was gonna might happen, and the whole thing with Scotty Pippen showing the the bottom of his Air Jordan tens that he was wearing in the game, and pointing to the jump man, and like saying come back, all that was going on, and everybody's going crazy, and then. It actually happened, and it was he was going to play his first game against the the Pacers, and that's why we'll get to Chris in a second. Um, but <laughs> uh, I re- I was working I was working at a grocery store at that time in the in the produce department, and uh, I on, it was like, the game was on a Sunday, and on Sundays I worked a six to three shift, six a.m. to three p.m. So I was I was gonna I was taping the game, and I, but I remember on my afternoon break. Uh, calling my mom and saying like, is is it true? Is he is he actually? Because I, I I couldn't believe it is actually happening. He was actually coming back, even though it was like all reported and it was he was actually going to play the game. I did I couldn't I wasn't going to believe it until I actually saw him on the court. And so I called my mom on my afternoon break, and I I said, is it is it true? Is he really there? Is he on? The, is he playing? She's like, yeah yeah he's playing he's playing yeah, he's wearing yeah. number forty five though. I'm like, what? <laughs> What's happening? And so yeah, it was like I was I couldn't even get through like my whole shift I was like freaking out and then call after that call I was even more freaked out and I couldn't wait to get home and watch the tape of the game and it was it was so it was so amazing that like a dream had literally come true like after going through that whole morning like Brian said the you're mourning him leaving to have him come back was like oh my god I can't believe this is happening 
It was have so to I had to mourn that. all over again because you I have to... was still in the States. Right. So I did see that he was coming back and I was like, it, it wrecked me for a while. <laughs> like, gosh, dang it. Right. You, you, yeah, that's right. You didn't experience the full thing until you came back from your mission. No, no. So, Chris, explain to us why you're wearing this. Well, uh, would, oh, you like, to... We're like this on the phone with your mom. Ma! Ma! Ma, the meatloaf! <laughs> the, press record! Re- re- record, ma! Right. Yeah. ma! It's the red button right next to this, the little triangle. The right... It's on channel three. It's, right. it's the three. red circle next to don't, the green don't triangle. Don't the tape that says miscellaneous. Ma! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ma! Tape <laughs> over your sister's wedding. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. so I'm, uh, yeah, one one of my favorite uh, parts, uh, another favorite part of the docuseries is when they get to uh, Eastern Conference yeah, Finals, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, so and, this is uh, all a setup so pardon? for you to tell, this is all a setup for you to tell us. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> since, since 98, I've been planning this. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, they they meet they meet the Indiana Pacers right yeah. and who's who's at the helm? Yeah, it's my someone boy Larry you, Bird. You, yeah, someone. You, oh wait, that's right, that's true. Oh, now I get it. Now I get uh, it. Yes, yes. Now I you get the connection. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot right. all about that. Larry Bird was a coach. Yes. Anything Larry Bird touches, I'm into it. That's right. So, that's right. Why are you uh, wearing a? I'm assuming I can't see the numbers, but I'm assuming that's a Reggie Miller t-shirt, a, a jersey. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I mean, it's so, that's inexplicable. You have, there's no excuse for wearing a red. It's the jersey. pinstripe navy one, right? Yes, yes. So, yeah. Just as ugly as the, the other ones they wear. Ah, <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. So, Larry Bird decides to coach the Indian Pacers, uh, for, but he says from the get go for two seasons only. Yeah. yeah. He it's called first, it. se- first season he, he, he's coaching and he brings the team to the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. and takes the Bulls to. Seven games, right? First time they go to seven games? Uh, no. Yep. No, I don't no. think so. 92. Right. They, the Knicks took them to seven games. Yeah. Ah, okay. So. Still did it. Sorry. So, there's, um, so the Pacers are <laughs> shit. Yeah. But <laughs> I, my, I, I did think the Pacers had better chance in game yes, seven. Yeah. 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 Agreed. They had a good that team. They better. actually they, did. They had a great team. team. Yeah. And I, I love this series because of the push off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, oh, okay. for, so for you guys, how, uh, Brian, you remember where you were uh, ditching this girl for a school project <laughs> when this was announced, whatever. I remember when where I was when Reggie Shoved pushed off him. MJ. Oh, it wasn't a push. It was a shove. It was a push off. <laughs> we'll talk about another push off. With a forearm. <laughs> With no, both no, forearms. He, ag- he straight up. Says I pushed like I sh- yeah. I got away from him like yeah, I yeah. straight up pushed him. He was yeah. I was gonna let the refs call it. Yeah, you know like let, you want to call it then call it. So he yeah. pushes him and off. They didn't call it. Nope. Gets free, hits the three, and then he goes down to the other side of the court and starts dancing like yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. that spinning yes. jump yeah, thing. No, I can't stand it. <laughs> that was so, it was so good, so good, so good. I love it. Ballerina thing. It was amazing. Yeah. And that's the thing is people always, I guess naysayers always will comment on Jordan's push off on Brian Scott, uh, Brian Russell. Yeah, uh, I was almost said Brian, Byron Scott. <laughs> yeah, Brian Russell, and like that was literally a tap on the ass. And this Reggie Miller is like both no, double no, no. forearm shoving Two-handed. Michael yeah. Jordan, and Michael Jordan flies backwards. Yep, and <laughs> Reggie Miller fully admits it, and it's like, yeah, the yep, rest of we call it. 
<laughs> fully admits it. Yeah. And he, you, if you guys want to hear Reggie Miller go in depth on that shot, you can yeah. go see his uh, documentary. It's the 30 for 30 Reggie Miller winning time. Right. Great yeah. documentary. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an odd title saying as they didn't win the series. Having said that. <laughs> but so uh, the cool, that was cool. But the even cooler thing was, and I still remember this. I was watching it on TV. I was at a bar and everyone was talking and I was just, my head was just <laughs> up looking at the TV, looking at this shot. I was like, yeah. And then <laughs> when, and what they do, they do pan to Larry Bird and his expression. Zero expression. Changes. And I go, you see that? You yeah. see that? That's well, what a winner looks because like. Because there was still time left on the clock and Reggie shouldn't have been celebrating. <laughs> no. But also, Larry's been there. To me, it was like, yeah. been there, done yeah. that. Yes. I probably would have left less and time on the exactly. clock. Exactly. His know? only mistake yeah. was leaving time on the clock. That's what yeah. Larry Bird's expression was all about. And then Michael Jordan almost no, you, hits the game winner at the buzzer. You, how about you say it what MJ's shot. expression was, and I'll take care of what Larry's <laughs> expression means. Okay? I'll, I'll show you the ring they got at the end of that season later, and I'll, and I'll send you a picture of it. But having said that... Um, <laughs> I got it too. It was in a cereal box. <laughs> yeah, because, because it deserves to be in a cereal box. <laughs> uh, but, that, but then the, Michael Jordan double pumps a three-point shot. Yeah. And almost Yo, that was close. Winner. Almost that was winner. so close. That was crazy. He should have at least in got one point for that. Yeah, exactly. It was a three. Yeah, that, it went that was half so in. close. Yeah. In and out. In and out. Yeah. yeah. Should have given at least one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, in the in the end, the Bulls do win the series, and then you know who cares what happens after that. <laughs> uh, no, Shocking but no. Series over. <laughs> but I, I have to admit, as a as a. I was a Pacers fan. I was like, oh, so happy. Like, that series was such a great series. Mm-hmm. Because uh, even though Indiana had a great team, you do kind of had the sense that the Bulls were stronger. And then you're like, <laughs> on the one side, you're like, come on, Rich Smith, do your thing. Yeah. Like, and you get pissed at him. But then when he do something good because he's so freaking tall, yeah. you're like, yeah, Rick Smith. That's my guy. Yeah, Rick Smith. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you, I was really nervous about that Pacer team. Yeah, they, they were, were really good. tough. Yeah, they were I tough. That might have been it. it and, they, was, and Michael Jordan they said they were the toughest team he'd played since the, the Detroit Pistons, the bad boys. Yeah. Physi- and physically. Had, yeah. And on a sneakers tip, I remember that. And I remember now we're fast tracking like Jordan retires yeah. again. And after that, I remember I go, look at that. On the cover of Slam Magazine, it's Reggie Miller wearing the exact jersey that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> and they're like the new king because he's the, he's now, since Jordan's gone, he's like the best shooting guard now in the game. Yeah. And he's wearing Jordan 15s. Right. I was like, so, oh, they, there was so much respect that he's like, yo, come wear my sneakers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it went down. I don't way. think that was it. Was I think it was just like you, you. I'm gonna make this little bitch who thinks he's so great wear my sneakers. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was like, yo, only you. That's can what was in Michael Jordan's head. <laughs> only you hey, could man. do this, man. We'll let you wear the worst version of our shoes we've ever had. Arguably the worst Air Jordan ever. Go ahead. Only Reggie. you can make these ugly shoes cool, man. Why don't you wear my 15s for me? <laughs> Oh man, I yeah. I just want to backtrack a quick second about because after so after they lost the Bulls lost the Magic when MJ first came back, they lost to the Magic in the playoffs and uh, Michael Jordan admitted his body wasn't right he wasn't in full mm-hmm. game shape, 
and they were interviewing Tim Tim Grover, his uh, his trainer. And uh, this was one of those moments again in the, in the docu series that was like, oh, it was sort of so powerful because after the game, Michael Jordan, he, Tim Grover said, okay, well, call me in a few days. We'll see. We'll we'll start talking about next season. He goes, well, you know, let me know when you want to start, you know, back to getting in shape. And Jordan said, I'll see you tomorrow. Mm. And as Tim Grover is talking about this, he's getting he's he's getting emotional just talking about Michael Jordan's worth ethic, work ethic. And wanting to get back and and dedicating his himself and his body to getting back into that game, you know, that playoff shape from the day after they lost in the playoffs, uh, and that set the tone really. What the players were saying that's the tone for the whole season about uh, the whole off season. That he he was in the gym literally the next morning, working harder than ever, getting back into shape, and uh, it was so cool to see like it. His trainer getting emotional about talking about <laughs> the guy's work work ethic. It was it was it was pretty neat. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring that up. That was incredible. Um, that yeah. was number two moment after Jordan getting choked up for me. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Again, these guys, they're like the ultimate macho machismo guys. You know, no emotions, no yeah. nothing. It's just incredible. Yeah, and to, and yeah, to see them get Steve, emotional. Steve Kerr says. MJ's in great shape to start training camp, and he's like frothing at the mouth. Is what he yeah. says. <laughs> yeah, they knew they I were in trouble. Was, I bet you he was. That was the worst he'd ever. Like, oh, for sure. In terms of how he was treating the teammates, yeah, yeah, for sure. Worse than ninety-one. Oh yeah, yeah. Worse yeah. than any of them. For sure. Um, for sure. Because even um, BJ said, like in episode six, MJ didn't. He wasn't playing basketball anymore. He knew how to win games, yeah. and he was just yeah. like surveying the game and then we would just win we're not yeah. playing basketball and i bet he went back to that you know shark mentality yeah where it's just like i'm gonna kill everyone yeah in my path well that's that's that the thing too is that season. yeah he he used everything at his disposal because as he was getting older as a play, as a human being obviously but as a player his his even though he was still physically incredible in terms of what he could do on the court, he had to change the way he played and use his mind more. And I I think at the end of the docu series he says at one point uh, his last championship was probably his favorite even more so than the first or second because of what he had to do to earn that championship because he had to right. he was using his mind more almost as much or more than his body. Uh, because his body couldn't do exactly, he wasn't as uh, physically dominant as he was, uh, which is crazy to say because he was still the greatest player on the planet, and f- physically and mentally, whatever you want to say. But uh, well, that was his favorite time because, or favorite championship, because he was using his mind, you know, as much as his yeah. body. Well, if you look back to any of the younger fans or whatever, I think '92, '93 was when he started developing that post move fadeaway. Yeah, and I think exactly. that was in response yeah. to him thinking, "I've got to start thinking about this past me being young and just right. going to the hole." Yeah, every single time. Exactly. Which became, you know, one of the top three most deadly shots in basketball history. Yeah. In the sky hook, uh, the dream shake, and the Jordan fadeaway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so much so that you know Kobe Bryant picked his brain about it and stole it from him. Right, <laughs> and it was, and it's cool and it was just but, as dominant. But it, it was it was unheard of for a guard to be in the post in the early nineties. Yeah. yeah, and that was his like shot to preserve his energy and yeah. 
not have to take a beating crazy. going to the hole every time. I know, crazy. Yeah. So and then uh, obviously that preserved him. Sorry, going all the way through '98. Yeah. Exactly. So okay, other cool uh, game moments that they did showcase was the uh, Bulls versus Charlotte game. Yeah. Where BJ gets slapped. BJ. BJ BJ made the uh, that again. It goes back to that classic. Don't don't do anything to piss Michael Jordan off, and BJ should have known better. <laughs> and you know what's cool? Like so during the docu series interviews, BJ's uh, one of the guys was like, "Well, he 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 was, he yeah, he was like an asshole, but like he he because he, he wanted to win, yeah. and then he made everyone win. Yes, exactly. But also back in the day, they're like, yeah, Michael and me went to have breakfast. I'm like, well. He wasn't that much of an asshole if you're going to have breakfast <laughs> exactly. with Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> or maybe they were so scared to turn him down. I am there. They also talk about Space Jam. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, the Sonic series. Yeah, and that was funny too with uh, them showing Michael oh, Jordan yes. the, 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 video, the iPad footage or the video <laughs> of Gary Payton talking about how... You know, I, what was I can't remember what game it was, but it was a game three it was or game, four, four, uh, five, three, five, right before five. Was it? No, they won. Game, they won sorry, they game one, one, two, and three, and then Peyton they put got Peyton on Jordan because yeah. for, for whatever reason, reason George Carl wasn't playing Peyton on MJ. Wasn't it, yeah, they Pey- played Peyton it. had won Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah, that yep. season, and so they, they for what inexplicably you would think you would have want to put Gary Peyton on Michael, but Michael, I guess George Carl wanted. Said for Peyton, they needed him more on the offense, offensive end. So, also, but, he's not a good matchup. He's six four. Yeah, Peyton is six four. MJ's six three, and he's yeah. got a fadeaway. How are but you going to defend it? According to Peyton, when they he he did say he even said to friggin' George Carl, <laughs> I don't care what you say, I'm I'm guarding Michael Jordan now. Yeah, and yeah. apparently, you know, Peyton says I handled him and gave him a really a tough time, and it it was a turning <laughs> point in the season. And the best thing, it's the best thing that I've ever seen. Michael Jordan looking at this and his reaction to <laughs> what Peyton's saying, and it's like he starts laughing hysterically, yeah, head thrown back and everything, and then that just looks mean. at the camera yeah. or looks at the, the interviewer and goes, "The glove, the glove," <laughs> like, he goes, I, and he goes, "I had no problem with the glove." <laughs> exactly, that's so good, it's so great funny, quote. yeah. yeah. I, Personally, I did think that MJ should have given him some credit. Not like, yeah, 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 I really struggled. But at least say, yeah, Gary was a good defender. And, you know. Uh, but Gary's he, saying he, I shut him down, basically. No, no, no. So what, I'm, what's I'm Michael Jordan going to How's he going to respond? It, but <laughs> I, th- I think it look, looks a little bad. To not no, I mean, nah. Nate McMillan was on him before. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's also like an yeah. all-time steals guy, like yeah. a, you know, like he's not a bad defender. It's like you're not. He was the better choice. You don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. And I like Gary Payton. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I actually, I actually gained some respect for the guys who didn't back down. Oh, okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm uh, not taking anything away from Gary Payton. I'm just. I'm, no, I no, loved. No. I loved Jordan's reaction. To but me. even yeah. like. I hated Reggie. I hated Reggie from that '93 fight yeah. when MJ punched him in the face and it, Reggie got kicked. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> what was that but, all about? Um, you know, there was guys like that I just couldn't stand. But I think I, I mean, I think you would think Jordan would respect the guys that didn't back down to him. Exactly. I think Pretty he cool. did. 
He didn't hate. I think he did. I think Reggie. it was just a genuine but, reaction to what he was hearing Gary Payton saying. Sure. I think if you sure. ask them, like, if the interviewer had asked them, "Hey, what do you think about Gary Payton?" Uh, yeah. He may have had a, like a more thought thought out answer. Right. But in reacting to what Gary Payton, seeing a guy say to, yeah. the, you know, I I handled him and gave him the hard time. It's like well, just okay, look at relax. <laughs> the difference in uh, the way he reacts whenever they mention Isaiah Thomas, and he's yeah, we uh, he's an asshole. Yeah, I hate we hated yes. him. Versus how he talks about Gary Payton or Reg Miller. Yeah, you know like he didn't. Right. Bad, he doesn't feel, yeah, he doesn't feel he had his yeah. bad mouth him really. And then yeah. he, well, of course he would not ask Reg Miller to carry his shoe line right. after he retires. Right, like his whole and shoe Gary line. Payton wore Jordans too after that. Exactly. <laughs> like, it was pretty clear that he respects Reggie because I yeah. thought. After Reggie said that statement at the end of eight, uh, episode eight, you know, I'm going to retire yeah. Michael Jordan. Yo. I thought episode nine was going to be Reggie, Mu- Reggie Miller's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Michael didn't say anything bad about Reggie. That's true. That's true. I That's thought true. he was going to kill him yeah. the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, then eventually after they cover the Pacers series, they get they. The, like the past catches up to the present it's the utah series and yeah. they, he mentions brian russell yeah he mentions how uh uh well oh yeah there's then within that series there's the uh infamous flu game yes 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 yeah anything that's, you guys want to add about yeah. that or oh well how just we've known I mean, about the pizza yeah. forever we the, yeah. the pizza thing's been yeah documented and people yeah. can stop saying it was a hangover now <laughs> yeah but it's weird because it's stupid would, to say. Why would a, you take a pizza from Five Guys? Really weird. Well, I I heard I actually heard the. Uh, I feel like I've guys. talked about this before. It was it was like two or three guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. whatever. But there's no way. How how are two or three or five guys getting past all that security? No That's way. Weird. Well, well, they didn't get past it. He they they wouldn't let him in the room. It just no, they no. said they said there was he they Jordan said there were five or or the uh, the trainer Grover said it was there were five guys at the door, but there was maybe two or three. Because I, I saw an interview with the uh, or read an interview with the, uh, the the owner of the pizza shop, believe it or not, and he said no, there was like more like two or three of us, and he said we, they wouldn't let us in the room. We we saw Michael Jordan sitting on the couch. We just want to come in and say hello, and he kind of yeah. waved hello from the where he was sitting, and that was it. Right. But I, I, I mean, w- whether whether it was their fault, whether it was the you know they intentionally soiled the pizza, yeah, I I don't, I don't know. The, That's the, like a crime of some sort. Yeah, no? and the fact is that he got he got food poisoning, whatever yeah. it was. Maybe he for whatever reason, but yeah. uh, he still dropped thirty eight points on yeah. <laughs> on the Utah Jazz. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I heard on Dan one... Patrick that he heard from multiple sources back in the day that he was at Robert Redford's house in Park City all night. Yeah, except that and even the even true. the pizza shop owner said no. He can verify that. Michael and he right. was he was right. the article was about him being pissed off that it was he was portrayed this way. It was like there mm. were five guys and we soiled the pizza, we we poisoned the pizza. Of course, Yo, yeah, of course, get, of course. There could be retaliation. Of course, exactly. Still so, to this day, but well, the guy well, said, well, "I will, I will say that I can verify that Michael Jordan was in his hotel room at like, like eleven o'clock at yeah. night. He wasn't out and anywhere else." No one's calling, going, "Hey, I want pizza from Michael Jordan?" Exactly. They just kind of they they took a guess at who it was and what it might be at that. They knew there was thing at that hotel, and uh, it could be something one of the bulls. And so they all they kind of went and to see what they could see and ended up being Michael Jordan's room for sure. Hey guys, um, Leroy Smith just uh, (laughs) ordered a pizza. Exactly. That was the yeah. That was the 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 fake name. Um, So they get they go on with the ninety seven sorry ninety eight finals. 
Uh, they mentioned the game where the Utah Jazz only score 54 points in the yeah, whole game. And I remember crazy. where I was for that game, yeah, too. Yeah, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Man, weird game. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to bring up also the, the, the Steve Kerr piece, too, because the Steve ah, Kerr piece yes. was uh, – that was uh, something I had never heard before. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of rattled me to hear that they they start the interview starts by asking Steve Kerr, "Had you ever talk? You guys ever talked about your dad yeah. together?" And I just thought, okay, Steve Kerr's dad passed away. It's maybe around the same mm. time. I didn't realize Steve Kerr's dad was also murdered, and uh, yeah. that was uh, that's crazy. That was uh, so. I guess Pretty he was uh, yeah he was he was a teacher a professor over in uh, the Middle East, and yeah. uh, was murdered, uh, assassinated. As, or, He's you know. the president. The president of the university, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, In, um, insane. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. Understand. And so I had never yeah. heard that before, and it was uh, a crazy story. And then you realize they actually do have this bonding sort of thing that bonds the two of them, but they never spoke about it. And I guess mm-hmm. Steve Kerr said it was just too emotional um, for the two of them to probably talk about it at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, how do you bro- how do you bring that up? Exactly. Hey, my yeah. dad's dead yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, dad's dead, huh? Tough yeah. road. How, how? Gunshot? I oh, yeah, mine too, but gunshot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. know? Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Uh, also on the Steve Kerr tip, they yeah. talk about the Steve Kerr fight Yeah, where MJ punches Steve Kerr in the face. Yeah. Or in the yeah. eye. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it's one of those things that I've heard other players talk about it since, about how that was just kind of things get heated in, in the moment in practices because they're working mm-hmm. through things and um, they're working you know, to get each other prepared for their opponents, so it gets heated and... Um, yeah, so Steve Kerr, you know, Michael Jordan was doing some trash talking, and Steve Kerr said, "I'm, you know, I'm a quiet guy, and I don't usually, um, yeah, but I, I reach a boiling point, and I'll, I'll snap at a, at a certain point." So, I guess Phil Jackson was feeling like Michael Jordan was taking, going too hard on Steve Kerr because he was guarding him in the practice, and so Michael Jordan, to Michael Jordan's, in Michael Jordan's mind, he was calling some ticky tack fouls as he called them, and so he said, "You want to see a foul, and then I'll, I'll show you a foul kind of thing," and 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 hit Steve Kerr right in the chest or no hits the just really give Steve Kerr a hard foul and then Steve Kerr hit Michael Jordan in the chest and then Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the eye <laughs> yeah. yeah and then Michael Dude. and then Phil Phil kicked him out of the practice yeah that's fine two things for that. me on that first I was maybe I'm morbid but I was hoping we were going to see the footage me too I, I was really hoping we'd see that footage <laughs> man I really wanted to see that bad yeah yeah um and I don't remember what number two was now, but it was crazy that Jordan's reasoning was to toughen these guys up for playoff play. Yeah. It wasn't just because he was frustrated, but yeah. just to hear that he wanted to push these guys a little harder was really cool. Exactly. Yeah. And I just think I liked I liked how it led into the whole Steve Kerr um, hitting the winning shot there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good episode. That was good. The way they told that story. Yeah, that was Even good. Even the way... He talked about how we always thought about his dad yeah. during the national anthem, and then they edited right into the next the national anthem of the next game. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, that edit was good. Touch. That was, but I also I liked how they told the story about how Michael Jordan sort of because he knew the cameras were always on him, and so in the in the timeout, <laughs> they're on the bench, so and Michael Jordan's covering his mouth with a cup, the Gatorade cups, and trying to like co- covertly say to Steve Kerr, "Listen, they're going to double team me, so you be ready." And so Steve Kerr is a, says I'm a, I'm oblivious to what he's doing because I realize now that he was trying to be so because the cameras were on him to, not to give away the secret kind of thing, and so Steve Kerr starts yelling, "You they, they come at you! I'll be ready!" I'll be like, screaming, "I'll be ready!" You can yeah, read his lips from funny. the camera like it's like I'll be ready, 
And then uh, so funny. And then uh, of course they do double team MJ, and uh, he passes the ball to Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr, God, God, love him. He hits the shot, man. He stepped up to the plate and he hit the home run. It was it was great. That was great. Yeah. And then and his then, speech, his speech during when. The, oh yeah, the championship rally championship, speech yeah. is always good. It was, <laughs> that was good. so funny. Yeah. Uh, then okay, so they finished the whole docu series with uh, Game Six of the '98 Finals, right? Right, and uh, it's the game where Scotty has Scotty Pippen has some back problems. Yeah, yeah, that was just bad luck, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he he, uh, he he stuck in there. Like, he didn't. They, this was sort of his redemption for the the migraine game, I guess, in his mind. That uh, he, go ahead, Chris. Sorry, I I just have to say that. I don't know what they did to it. Like I've seen this game so many times. Yeah. I've seen the last moments of the game so many times. But the way that they built the yeah. docu series and the way they they well, I don't know maybe it's the music that they chose possibly. But yeah, yeah. When it, it builds up to that last play, I'm like You're on the edge on of, the edge of my seat. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like holy shit, man! What's, what's gonna, gonna happen? happen? I know exactly what's gonna happen, but what's gonna happen? Yeah, I told it's, Sean the same thing. It's amazing. You know what's gonna happen. But yeah. they did a, such a good job to make you feel yeah. like, oh, maybe maybe this could change. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe history is different than I remember it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, so, uh, I don't so know. Good. Would it maybe your 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 last feelings or thoughts on that last shot? Well, well, uh, I I remember obviously celebrating, and I remember. But there was still, you know, it wasn't it wasn't over yet. There were six sec- over six seconds left on the clock. But so I knew, and that that's the that's the crazy thing too is that Stockton almost hits a three at the end, mm-hmm. yep. right at yeah. the buzzer, right. And so that could have gone a different way also. <laughs> and if they, you know, if they go to a game seven, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it was, I, it, it was that. I mean, obviously that that image of Michael Jordan hitting that last shot with his you know arm extended, and he said, "I was so tired." And everything, all the shots leading up to that point were short, so he knew he had to go full extension, full use extension. his legs, the whole, the whole, you know, back to his break the uh, wrist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's so iconic. That that that's uh, you know something that people will always remember. Is you know even though he went on to play with the Wizards, that will remember that as his being his his last moments in the NBA, even though it wasn't. <laughs> what I remember, I remember the uh, layup right before the shot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the layup. Yeah. He he did it weird, <laughs> like yes. he just floated in the yes. air, and then he he, he kind of put a, just a little bit of jelly on it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, so I was like, wow, that layup was so clean. Like Brian Russell, you didn't do shit. He did nothing. And then yeah. uh, and he get over um, Antoine Carr's hands. That was a tough yeah. show. Yeah, and then the the steal on Carl Malone. The steal, right. I always look at it to see, and he doesn't touch Carl Malone at all. Eh? Yeah. Like he doesn't foul him, so I like, wow, such a clean steal. Yeah. Those are the two things. I remember. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah. yeah, it was to watch that steal again. You're like, oh my god, here he's, he's creeping up on Carl Malone again. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And I was like, why did Carl fall? <laughs> why did he fall? Yeah, he was embarrassed, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember Brian being in my folks' living room watching that. They let you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was standing for like the last five minutes. Yeah. Just a nervous wreck. Yeah. Like I was playing in the game or something. Right. I guess me and Joe Klein did, did about the same thing. Yeah, um, exactly. Anyway. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, what what can you say besides yeah. what you guys already said? Yeah, incredible. It, it, almost, sadly, almost expected. Like he was so good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's almost like the surprise of the shock is gone. Yeah, which is a sad thing to say about someone who's so good at their job and so good at one thing. You know, I don't know who else. You know, Tom Brady or whoever, like, almost shocked when they lose instead of shocked yeah. when they right. win. Right. Um, which is a sad, you know, way to think about it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where I was. It was just, of course he did it. Of course he did, yeah. Of course I, even he did. That, it was, it wasn't Robin, Rodman saying that, too? Rodman was saying that. Of course oh, he's yeah. gonna. T- of course he was gonna take yeah, the shot. Yeah. Of course he was gonna hit he's that gonna shot. Take oh, yeah. this motherfucker. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. He said, he said, yeah. I don't care if you're John Paxson or Steve Kerr. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's taking that shot yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was definitely uh, an incredible, incredible moment. Obviously. Um, but I want to talk about uh, before we wrap things up. There was a sneaker moment, and they showed. That I, I I don't know how I missed it in the first uh, time I watched it, but I rewatched it yesterday, or maybe it was this morning. It was this morning I watched it. It's all blurring now. But in ga- they showed him lacing up his 13s before Game Five. Mm-hmm. So what I realized is he's lacing up the PE version first of all. So he's lacing up his PE that they're a low 13, uh, yeah. blacked out tongue doesn't have the yellow circle around it. That's how I figured out that, that was what he was wearing. Cause it's, it's it's hard to tell. Uh, based on how he's holding, you can't tell if it's really a high cut or a low cut, but you could tell just by the tongue it didn't have that yellow circle around the the jump man. Um, so as he's lacing them up, he, he's he's ta- trash talking Scott Burrell <laughs> as he, as usual. I just thought it just it's just more of a sneaker. It was more of a moment that I, I thought was hilarious. So he's trash talking Scott Burrell. He's he's he pops the tag off these thirteens, takes them out of the box, like just like we all would. Pops a tag off of them. Uh, he starts lacing them up. He pulls first of all. He pulls on his calf sleeve. I've never seen him pull on his calf sleeve before. There's like all these little nuances in this one little yeah. scene. He pulls on his calf sleeve, takes the sneakers out of the box, pops the tag, trash talking Scott Burrell at the same time. I you see he's got his navy blue North Carolina practice shorts on. Uh, it was just like a bunch of things of like oh my god, all these oh, little yes, things. I remember that. Yeah, and and so. And he's and then he starts lacing his shoes. I thought, oh, that was so cool. And, but to see like him lacing up these PEs that we've all now come to realize he's wearing and uh, that I've never released, uh, I just thought it was all these cool, cool little tidbits in that one little scene that yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I cool. took note of. This uh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. I like that, man. Yeah. All right. Let's let's that's a great place to uh, <laughs> close out our the last dance review. You don't want to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> nah. It, m- much like. Uh, <laughs> or how about all the guys in the weird colored blazers, all the hanger-on guys? Right, right. <laughs> oh, that dude yeah. in the red blazer? He was in the locker he's, room uh, and in the hotel room. Yeah, I don't he's know. Red, really just he's a red blazer on dude. Loser. He's the red, he's the, he's the red blazer guy. <laughs> red blazer guy. You don't have a red blazer guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's a good place. It will close it out this way. Uh, it was a great docu series. Yeah. How, uh, out of uh, 23, how much would you rate this docu-series? I'll give it a full 45. Wow. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Took my um, answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was, it was cool. great. It was great. 
It was yeah, it's ten on ten, twenty three to twenty three, whatever you want to say. I enjoyed every second yeah, it was of it. Good. Yeah, uh, it was great. It was good, and it, uh, like people, I think I've heard a few people say that they wish that it didn't end. Like there was more, more to the series. Well, they right? had they they did it, and I'm not sure if you got to see this, Chris, but they did air the because uh, I don't know if they put it on game they, six. They didn't put it on yeah the game six the movie, which is really cool too. So on the Wednesday night following this, the last episode on the Sunday, mm-hmm. ESPN aired game six of the movie, which was yeah, uh, it was the entire game. Uh, but as shot by the film crew that was filmed like the, that last season uh, that were yeah. following, so they had five different cameras filming this in high def, and they they maintained like they edited in the the uh, Bob Costas the, the NBC uh, commentary behind it. So it was, but it was very bizarre to watch a game that way because it, it was filmed by a film crew. It was filmed for television, so oh. it was it was there were odd camera angles. But once you got used to it, you you got used to it. Or like after yeah. a few minutes, but. Initially, it was like kind of jarring to think it was because it it's was like playing 2K20 for the first time with the right the view. <laughs> exactly the different, the different <laughs> views. It was very low down to the court. It was very cool because yeah. it was high def, so you could see really got a good look at the sneakers, which was obviously un- oh, you were unable nice. to do back in the yeah in the day on your your you know 25 inch or 24 inch you know standard definition TV. But uh, it was that was so that was a kind of a nice little added on piece that they gave us um, different angles. You could hear. Uh, Phil Jackson was mic'd during the the timeouts, so you could hear the full timeouts, what they were oh, saying cool. in the huddles and stuff. That was very cool. Um, uh, some people now are hoping that there's going to be a, a, the Wizards' ears, but I think we can just leave that as it. As uh, it you know, you yeah. know what I I would like is if they did the the like a last the last dance redux, but only from the perspective of, of the sneakers. Yeah, you cool. hear voiceover, but you only <laughs> yeah. see the sneakers. You only see the, the sneakers running around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I'd be down uh, for a Wizards one too. Maybe not a, a ten-hour one, but I think you know, because, a full hour. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't an embarrassment. He did the he Wizards did solid one work. before. You'd be like, nah, why they even do this? But because the Last Dance gave everyone a little taste of what they yeah. can do with these. Like now, everyone's coming out with their own docu series. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now everyone's okay. Let's bring it on. Bring it yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They have a. This is a high bar. Oh yeah, to like a yeah. match. Yeah. Oh for sure. Well, that Wizards right, one right, could right. be. Easy forty-five minutes on why he decided to come back, right? And then another forty-five minutes on the Ron Mercer block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, I don't know any uh, shout. Probably not, no shout-outs. You want to you no. give shout-out to anyone uh, for this? No, no? shout-outs. No, I think we shout very, out to Mike. Shout out to very Jordan. Jordan-like of you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in, for sticking with us for this uh, The Last Dance review. Uh, we did one, how many episodes? One, two, one, oh. two, three, four, 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 four. four episodes, yeah. four parts. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't check out the first ones, go ahead and check it out. You can check out our regular episodes uh, also on uh, Podbeam or Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, anywhere that they play podcasts. Um, you can. Uh, if you want to find more information about my good buddies, Sean Collard and Brian Ronnie and their group, OG Support Group, Sean, where could they find you? Uh, at, sne- at, at Sneaker <laughs> at sneaker Podcast, at <laughs> SCollard23, and at OG Support Group, as you said. And Brian, where can people find you? Uh, at OG Sneaker Nerd and <laughs> OG Support Group. Um, very well. Uh, <laughs> you can find our good friends, uh, Mike D at on air with Mike D. You can find our good buddy uh, Clarell at Clarell C L A R E L. 
You can find myself at Christopher.chu and you can find all our uh, links and whatnot at our The Sneaker Podcast Instagram or The Sneaker Pod on Twitter. Um, catch us the next time that they do a retrospective on a superstar <laughs> that we like. Uh, I can't like, wait for the, the Reggie Miller documentary. They already did it, man. <laughs> yeah. Weren't you listening? <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> it's winning time, buddy. I blocked it out. <laughs> that is yep. a good uh, 30 for 30. Yeah, it was. Uh, better than the Detroit one, eh, buddies? No. Yes, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, hey, let us know in our DMs if you'd like uh, to hear more uh, from us in terms of the Or maybe even an OG support group podcast. Oh, huh? shit. Huh? Hit the boys oh, up in the DMs. Awesome. Let them know what you want from them. There you go. Yeah. And uh, this has been fun. This has been cool. Thanks a lot. Peace. Peace. See ya.